Welcome to episode five of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast, a weekly podcast for longtime friends. Invite you to join us as we talk about sports, beverages, and various shenanigans. Our sports nuts this week are Christopher Collette. Seems to be doing something crazy with his hands in the air there. I'm excited. And, and Matthew Hickey Hickman. Ladies and gentlemen. Hickman, the world needs to know. My boy Matt Hickman has officially lost 60 LBs. Woo! Yeah, man. Uh, crazy. In uh, February, I signed up for something called Healthy Wage. So shout out to the company Healthy Wage. You place a wager that you can lose X amount of weight by a certain date. And for me, it was 60 pounds in six months. Uh, over the past several years, I've gone from merely overweight to obese. So it was time to uh, get back in just my overweight shape. And um, healthy wage really uh, was a, the, the, the uh, catalyst I needed. So I bet an amount of money that is uh, enough that would have hurt to lose. So uh, couldn't really afford to lose it. So uh, over the following six months, I did a number of different things and really kicked it in there at the end to uh, make weight right before the fantasy draft, which was perfect timing after a long day of golf. I was feeling pretty miserable, but weighed in and uh, sure enough, hit the goal. Boom. So to figure out exactly how much 60 pounds was, I decided to use the old Google machine to figure out what the equivalent of 60 pounds was. Uh, I got three different websites all told me the exact same thing. I don't know if you've realized this, but you have officially lost the weight of an elephant's penis. (laughs) So congratulations. Our other sports nut this week, Chris Collette. Chris, it's almost showtime with baby number two. How you feeling? Uh, I'm I'm actually starting to get nervous. The <laughs> wife is having a few contractions here and there. Some a little more intense than I'm comfortable with. So yeah, Cole's on standby in case something happens right now. No, no, we don't need Cole. The show must go on. We're carrying this podcast to the delivery room if we have to. Are you well, prepared? I I mean, technology in 2019 kind of allows that. Uh, there, <laughs> there, may be a few, there, there may be a few F-bombs I have to edit out if, if I was to do that, which let's be honest, I've probably done worse in my life. So, uh, Well, we do want to thank all the listeners out there in podcast land. We're up to over a quarter thousand listens in our first month. Uh, we, we're doing a double header this week. We did a special NFL podcast last night, getting back to our normal shenanigans tonight as always if you guys want to follow us on twitter we're at sports nuts pod uh we got a facebook group sports nuts and beer guts podcast and as always please like rate and subscribe us uh wherever you do listen to those podcasts so tonight we got a few things we want to go over first we're going to outline and make sense of the andrew luck news it seems to be what's percolating in the nfl we're going to talk a little bit more about some bizarre sports stories that we can remember uh, of recent memory. We're also going to weigh in on the debate that has the world by storm, this Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A sandwich debate. And then we're going to finish up with everyone's favorite segment, Chug, Sip, or Pour. But before we do, let's start off like we do every week. and Let's tell the world uh, how we got our beer guts. So, Chris, what are you drinking this week? Uh, I'm just drinking water. I, I got to say sober because... I'm ready to make the drive. It's 40 minutes away from my house. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, I'm ready for it. So yeah, no alcohol tonight. Next week, good good Lord will and the kids here. I, <laughs> if the kids here, I will be pounding the vodka. So 
<laughs> Look forward to next week's episode. Hickman, are we going with LaCroix this week? Well, actually, no. Um, in first week post um, weight loss challenge, I'm actually drinking a Yeehaw IPA Ooh. from uh, Yeehaw Beers of Johnson City, Tennessee. So uh, feeling feeling good. Nice. And I'm going with uh, an old faithful dating back to our leftover from the fantasy football draft we did last weekend. A little Bacardi Oak Heart, a little spiced rum. Normally a bourbon guy, but my boy Brandon Peak. And I used to pound the oak cart, and so I still got some left over. So, guys, if you're ready, let's make sense of the week. Our Making Sense of the Week segment is sponsored by Edward Jones. Edward Jones Advisors can help work with you to help you understand the impact of short-term events and how to be positioned for the long term. Edward Jones provides the tools for a reasoned, disciplined approach to investing. Call 865-988-7560 to schedule a face-to-face appointment today. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SPIC. This week, we're going to make sense of this Andrew Luck news. For those of you guys who haven't heard, been living under a rock. Not sure why you'd be listening to this podcast if you hadn't heard this news yet. But Andrew Luck, at 29 years old, after making $90 plus million, decided to retire. How surprised were you guys by the news of Andrew Luck retiring? I feel like I was uh, Billy Bob from Varsity Blues in the strip club. I was a 10. Like a 10. <laughs> an effing 10. Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> but you were excited because you're a Titans fan. Andrew Luck is 11-0 in his career against the Titans. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited that he's retiring. <laughs> Hickman, were you, were you surprised, excited? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was excited. I was, <clears throat> I mean, I was surprised. Yeah, it just one of those things I, I wasn't watching anything. I just saw a a message from our group thread that said Andrew Luck retired with a question mark and a bunch of sad faces from a Colts fan. And yeah, just stunned really. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was surprised. And I think the biggest emotion I was also sad. Um, you know, I'm definitely not the caliber of athlete of Andrew Luck, uh, but played several sports in, in high school and one in college and have dealt with my fair share of injuries. Same. <laughs> I've had a, uh, yeah, Chris was a, uh, a wiffle ball player in college, but I've had, you know, 17 surgeries and you get to a point where the mental ability of just coming back from those, you just don't have it. And then you're starting to hear more and more people come out, you know, Gronkowski that, you know, the mental aspect of going through the pain and the hurt just isn't worth it anymore. Um, so I was just sad more than anything that, you know, the guy at, at 29 just already been through so much, but Andrew Luck, I think is smarter than most. He's got a, engineering degree from Stanford, a new wife, kid on the way. And at some point, if it's, if your heart's not there, he's already made more than enough to live out his life. But one of the things I was surprised about this story was there were several people, Adam Schefter was the one who actually reported the story. Several people were kind of dogging him saying, should he have reported the news? Should he have reported the scoop? Hickman, if you're Adam Schefter, do you report this scoop when you get it? I mean, if you're Adam Schefter, that's your job. (laughs) Right. Like you have to, I mean, Say what you will about that industry. I could never do it because I, for reasons such as this, but yeah, he had to do it. Yeah. I don't understand the backlash there. Evidently the Colts found out about this on Friday and thought about having uh, a press conference there. Um, but they didn't. And so what happened was they decided to uh, make it known, um, at the, at the game during the game, Andrew Luck walks off the field and the Colts fans decide they need to boo um, their quarterback of the last seven or eight years. Chris, as a Titans fan, what's your response to the Colts booing Andrew Luck? As a football fan, I kind of understand it. Uh, the Colts had 
Super Bowl ambitions this year. Uh, as we talked about last night, the AFC is not the strongest. So, I mean, I think they're right there with the Chiefs and Pats for uh, for a chance at a bye in the AFC. Uh, so just the raw emotion of sports, there, there's good things and bad things. I mean, in the raw emotion, you're like, wow, our season just went down the drain before it started. Uh, as Logan likes to call him, Jacoby Brisket. Uh, <laughs> he's probably not going to be winning uh, winning the Colts of Super Bowl. So just knowing your season's over before it really starts when you had such high hopes, I understand the booing. Well, I do not. I think that they heard the news throughout the game. They decided at the very end it wasn't like, you know, um, if Andrew Luck had gotten concussed, if he had gotten hurt on the field, nobody's booing, even if he announces retirement at that point. I don't see any difference here. I'm telling you what, if I'm the Ravens, I immediately send an edible arrangement to the Colts front office with a card that reads, we know how it feels to lose something important. Oh, Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Uh, I, the Colts have no, of all the teams. The Colts have no no reason to boo this. Hickman, what are you thinking? No, that's I I can't stand the booing. Um, yeah, show show a little more more sense in class of that. I, I get the raw emotion, but um, I, I think I think with with the Colts, it's probably that's a tremendously frustrated fan base. I mean, they in their franchise history have drafted John Elway, Peyton Manning, and Andrew Luck. Probably the one, two, and three prospects. I mean, whatever happened in their careers is whatever. But as far as prospects coming out of college, at worst, three of the top five, right? And those three have won how many Super Bowls for the Colts? Uh, they they have won one for the Colts. But how many did they win for the Broncos? Uh, yeah, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, bizarre. I think there's just so many squandered opportunities from that franchise in the past uh, you know, 15 years or so. So I think it's probably a result of that. I still don't excuse it. I will go a step further with my, uh, with my take here. Fans are asking and demanding. They get refunds from their season ticket sales. In my mind, if you're Ursay, if you're going to let, if you're going to let Andrew Luck keep his money, you got to give the money back to the fans. You guys have been propping this up. You've known it for a few days. You know, if you don't need the 20 million to Andrew Luck, you surely don't need the thousand bucks from Joe Schmo living in, suburbs of indianapolis chris would you give the fans their money back no because <laughs> why, why would i give them the money back like too deep on us okay okay because here's the deal ursay's letting luck keep the money uh i'm sure in the back of his mind he's like hey andrew luck will get healthy maybe he'll feel like coming back and playing football um we have some goodwill there so maybe this will help us help us get andrew luck back in a couple of years one to two so I understand letting Luck keep the money, but the fans, what, what, what are they going to do for you? Let's be honest. I mean, right. it's the NFL. Uh, they're they're not. Sh there's no shortage in fans. So yeah, I, I, they got screwed. It hey, is. So what it set, is. set Chris straight for me. Well, real quick, do y'all remember when you could do owner mode in like Madden 2004 and set concession prices? I guarantee you, when Chris <laughs> Collett played that game, foam fingers were forty bucks, t-shirts were seventy, and every beer was a mortgage. <laughs> that's uh <laughs> hey i i'm in for like quarter beer night over here like we would have the cheapest beer in football okay. come on beer, you know me better than that beer was a bad example but okay. anything else you know uh, you might be has, right i mean has quarter beer but four dollar waters i i'm four <laughs> <laughs> i i might be charging 40 dollars for foam fingers because those are the one of the most annoying things ever so yeah uh, 
thousand for I, thunder sticks. Could you imagine what the scene would be with quarter beer, four dollar <laughs> water? It would be just mass dehydration and debauchery in Chris College Stadium. Yeah, it's I mean, you've got other there's a long snapper that's said, Hey, if Colts fans, if you want to sell, you know, you want to get rid of them, I'll buy them and donate them to charity. Andrew Luck, you basically just got twenty some million that's not that's basically not deserved. Take five million of that and buy some season tickets back. Uh, if we're all about the goodwill over here, Chris, I think it's something that uh, that he could do. But if you had just booed me off the field, that's probably not something I'm stepping up to the plate to do anytime soon. True. So the Andrew Luck news was surprising. Uh, 29 years old, one of the earliest to retire, basically in his prime. Um, I'm not sure if I remember. It was Barry Sanders in his prime. I mean, he was 30 years old, but... So he retired after the 98 season. I don't remember his exact yardage total, but I do know the 97, he had 2,000 yards. He was just over 1,500 yards away from breaking the all-time rushing record. And he just, I remember his statement too, my desire to leave the game is greater than my desire to remain in it, which is like such a Barry Sanders, like mythical thing to do. (laughs) Nuts. Yeah, he was, I would say, at the back half of his prime, but, yeah, so Sanders was 30. Jim Brown was 30. That was definitely in his prime. Yeah. Um, so do we think this is a trend that's more likely that's likely to continue? Do we think do we think uh Andrew Luck's onto something here? Real real quick, Barry Sanders, fourteen hundred and ninety-one yards in his last season. So still pretty great. But yeah, I would I pay fifty dollars in an auction draft for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> great, great call, man. Um <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a, I wouldn't say trend um, is the word because I, I I do think it will be something that will continue to happen. Not necessarily a trend, but more of a, just a shift culturally. Trends tend to come and go. I think this is what it's going to be um, that players understand um, if you're going to make a, a lot of money and you can retire early, you know, live well, do it. And, and you know what? Good for them, right? Good for them. Right. Uh- this is definitely going to be a trend, especially in the NFL, because, I mean, the the medical information is out there that playing football for a long time is not good for you. Right. Um, you, you want to go with concussions, you can go with concussions. If you want to avoid that, that topic and just go with your overall, like being able to walk uh, just day to day, being able to do things, play with your kids. Uh, football right. takes a toll on your body, unlike any other sport. Uh, other sports do, but football is just a little extreme. I think players are making so much money right now that eventually you get to the point where you're like, how much money is enough? I mean, do I really want to put myself through this? And I think Andrew Luck, I think he, he looked at it and was like, hey, I made $97 million. Like, why am I why am I going? To, why am I killing myself? Why am I doing this to my body? So I think it's going to be something you're going to see more often. So all right, what percentage of NFL players are broke after three years? It's something crazy, right? Yes, so, is there some sort of conspiracy of bad financial planning to keep players playing in the NFL? Ooh, conspiracy. I like this. Just throwing it out there. Sports Medicine Let's, Beer Guts podcast first conspiracy. You, you hear it here first. <laughs> I think what's more likely the trend to continue is the Jason Witten route um, of guys that retire and miss the game they retire for any number of reasons and if they're like jason Witten, they're just bad at what they do after football or they just miss the game like i think it's likely andrew luck five six years when he's healthy you've already got gronk saying i'm not saying i'm retired forever i think that's probably the more likely trend of 
players kind of taking a step back and then deciding if they need to come back or not. Uh, do you guys what what percent chance do you guys put Andrew Luck of ever playing professional football again, knowing that his dad is the head of a new fan of a new uh, professional football league? Ten. Ooh. I was gonna say about twenty five percent. I think it's more likely than not he's not playing. Um, if he does come back, it's it's probably two years from now, and it's his body is feeling good, and he he wants to win a Super Bowl. So, well, one of my favorite players of all time, Jared Lorenzen, even after he won a Super Bowl, went back to the Arena League where he dominated for two games before breaking his leg. I was gonna say that was a vicious injury there. R.I.P. R.I.P. My boy, double deuce. So making sense of Andrew Luck, we also need to remind our listeners out there and make sense of some of the most bizarre sports stories that of, of the last 10 years or so. And I cap it at 10 because I don't want to have to recap Tiger Woods and that whole debacle. Uh, but the first one that comes to my mind, we got the uh, Aaron Hernandez saga. Uh, just going back and looking at the timeline, it still fascinates me. He was arrested in 2013 for murder of Odin Lloyd. The Pats immediately released him. While he's on trial for that murder, he's indicted for a double homicide that supposedly happened a year before. He gets acquitted of the double homicide only to commit suicide days later in the jail as they were still trying to figure out the, uh, the 2013 murder. Um, just all this information that just kept happening. They were bringing up stuff that happened at Florida. Then Tim Tebow's name gets thrown out there that maybe he's not Jesus's best friend after all. Yeah, I mean, it was it was quite the saga there. Do you guys remember any other bizarre sports stories over the last 10 years? Uh, the one that really popped out to me was Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden. If you don't know the story, basically uh, most professional sports, especially basketball, they play cards on the plane, hundreds to thousands of dollars swap hands during the fl- plane flights. Something happened with $1,100. This is all over $1,100. Uh, Gilbert took it about 14 steps too far and didn't really realize who he was talking to. So they get to practice, they had a day off, get to practice a day later. And Arenas has four handguns just sitting in his locker and tells Crittenden. And, and hadn't he already been in trouble for having loaded guns in his locker? Like it was illegal for wa- to be in Washington, D.C. It was illegal in the arena. Like this has already been an issue for him. Yeah, this this is no, no, nothing new there. And he basically just tells Crittenden, which, which gun do you want me to shoot you with? And then Crittenden turns around with a loaded gun cocked, ready to shoot. And everybody's like, whoa, this went way too far. Um, I I read back on this and probably my favorite part of this is, so there was like a brief suspension kind of thing. And then Arenas' first game back, he uh, does a little double gun in the air kind of thing. Uh, With all of his teammates around him, right? Yeah, all his teammates around him as as a joke. And then, the league comes down and he's suspended indefinitely. Uh, Crittenden, a couple years later, kills a person. Uh, he's he spent 23 years in jail for that. So, uh, yeah, Arenas picked on the wrong person. Oh, man. Yeah. Hickman, you got any, any stories that come to mind? So, one of them, 2012, with the Notre Dame football team, had their magical season. And crazy, crazy thing. Catfish. I was working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the catfish <laughs> with Manti Teo. Crazy thing about that. I remember I was working for Delta airlines the summer before. And this lady was flying to Ireland because Notre Dame was playing Ireland in their first game or not playing against Ireland. That'd be fun to watch. Whatever (laughs) university of Dublin playing the fighting hours. Anyway, their, their opening game was against Navy in Dublin. 
that year, and this lady was already drunk, checking into her flight, and she says, Notre Dame's going undefeated this year. And I laughed, and, you know, she was right. So good for her. <laughs> anyway, in the weeks prior to the national championship game against Alabama, we find out that Manti Teo's girlfriend died. Everybody's crying for Manti Teo, who was, I think he was in the Heisman voting, wasn't he, in the top five oh, yeah. as, as a middle yeah. linebacker, which is nuts. Um, defensive players should never win the Heisman. So that's another tangent, right, Chris? But anyway. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Unless you're Charles Woodson, you play both sides of the football. Yeah, Chan mm. Bailey did more. We'll bullshit. talk about that another time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then we find out Manti Teo is some, or, or Manti Teo's girlfriend is some random dude sitting in his parents' basement <laughs> in Long Beach. <laughs> I mean, just, and then on MTV had that show afterwards called Catfishing. I didn't know what catfishing was until. Nobody you know, are you sure? Well, I mean, Did Chris got catfished. Yeah, Chris got catfished that one time. <laughs> AWOL catfish clear calculator. Ooh. Or fight nice words nice right reference there. right there. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Manti Tail one was kind of one that brought the uh, caught everybody by storm. All these Notre Dame fans that seemed to be better than everybody else um, could not believe that their, their prized player had been catfished. I'm also a big fan. What was it? What fairly recently you had Vontae Davis decide we're getting our Heinz end kicked at halftime, so I'm going to retire. I am done. <laughs> I, I applaud that move. That's something. Uh, that's something I would have done. <laughs> I'm sure Chris has done that uh, several times on the uh, softball field. There, going into the bottom of the seventh, just he's done. But one of my all-time favorite bizarre sports stories the last ten years. There was a school. Right down the road here from where I'm recording, um, that has the god awfulest checkerboards, the most hideous fight song of all time. They decided to embark on a coaching search that they decided to let their Twitter, their fans' Twitter accounts take over. Chris, can you give us a rundown of the uh, Tennessee football coaching search a few years uh, ago? I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, it started off with John Curry got hired as AD, which was a mistake, uh, a very bad mistake. Yeah. John Curry, for some reason, pursued John Gruden for for days on end. For well, I don't know, let's be I don't know let's why. be clear. He didn't pursue Gruden. Gruden had bought a house in Knoxville, told the world oh. he wanted the job, and the groomers were out. Uh, yeah, they were out and out of control. Uh, <laughs> so so we went down that hill. I can't remember who all else he offered. I'm sure I'm sure Gundy was somebody because God knows every coach yeah. search we have to offer Gundy and get him a raise at Oklahoma State. Uh, it turns out is I think it was a Sunday morning. Uh, here comes the rumors that Greg Schiano is a choice and ball Twitter lost its mind <laughs> and they lost their mind so bad that John Curry had to text Dan big gulp Walken, be like, Hey, I need some PR help on this one. And Dan Walken did what he could. Yeah. It's absolute train wreck. It got Curry fired. Uh, Schiano is no longer coaching because Ohio state, kind of got rid of him. He had this set up with the Pats. It didn't really, it made no sense whatsoever. Where wasn't he, was, he with the, wasn't he with Bama for a while too? Uh, I don't remember that one. Uh, I feel like, like Saban brings in all these. I mean, Saban and Belichick are pretty tight, but yeah, he, he went to the Pats to be their co-defensive coordinator. And then he's like, I need to spend more family, more time with my family. Uh, so he's not coaching anymore. It was, I'm not going to say it was a, going to be a terrible hire it was going to be a terrible hire uh, <laughs> but the person they hired part. to replace them i i don't know whatever 
it's not Greg Schiano, so I was a happy person. <laughs> My favorite was the Tennessee fan base trying to act like this was all about Jerry Sandusky, which Hickman, that was well, that's another crazy story. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that we could really say anything to put a positive spin on anybody related to that debacle. That that's like not only is that I mean that's just going to depress us and that that was shocking, but also like one of the most shameful things that happened. In anyway, um. I remember that happened on a, it was a Sunday after Thanksgiving. I was driving from Florida back home to Tennessee and my phone starts blowing up and I actually like got off the interstate to and like pulled over to read these messages and everybody was like, I don't know, the, the world was burning down and I was with you, Chris. I thought it was just an absolute horrible, horrible hire. It was like ridiculous to be, you know, with anybody that is even tangentially related to that Penn State saga. But on top of it, it was just an awful hire. And amazingly, Vol Twitter knew better. Vol Twitter is undefeated. Well, speaking of, speaking of Vol Twitter, have you all seen their, the Vol Twitter coming out with this Tennessee player who probably needs to be in jail and kicked off the team for threatening his girlfriend after already had a restraining order? And Vol Twitter is not happy about any reporter that has to that reports anything about this, positive or negative. Everybody thinks they're all out to to ruin the program. So Vol Twitter may be undefeated, but at some point it's going to cost them a lot more than the one it's helped. Well, boys, let's move into the lightning round. We'll do a few quick hitters here. We're going to start off the tennis US Open. I know all the listeners out there are primed and ready, got the DVR set. Tennis US Open in New York this weekend. We taking Djokovic or the field, Chris? Uh, Djokovic all day. The uh, top half of the bracket is looking like it's going to be Djokovic and Federer. Uh, the bottom half is just an absolute dumpster fire. Nadal's still left down there, but it's a hard court. So, Djokovic, best player in the world. It's a hard court. I don't, I don't see Federer or Nadal having a chance. And yeah, I don't think Joker's went losing. Hickman, give me your hard court analysis. Well, given that it's a hard court and the backspin of the ball, the velocity of, I don't know. I know nothing about tennis. I know that Djokovic is ridiculous. I know Federer should not be doing what he's doing at 38 or however old he is. Is he older than us? Oh, absolutely. He yeah, better that's, be. That's incredible. Uh, HGH is a hell of a drug, so, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the field. Just yeah. contrarian and, uh, you know, just mainly that's a vote for, for, for Roger. Yeah, I'm taking the field. As long as I still got Federer and Nadal, maybe they're not playing on court on the clay where Nadal can slide all over the place. I'm still taking Federer and Nadal as opposed to Joker. Team USA in basketball lost to Australia for the first time ever this past week in one of their last tune-up games for the FIBA World Cup. In this World Cup that's coming up, are you guys taking USA or the world, Hickman? Uh, I'm going to take the USA because USA. their coach is Greg Popovich, and they are not playing against Manu Ginobili. <laughs> Chris, does Popovich have what it takes to win this thing? Uh, Popovich may, but the players sure as hell don't. I'm taking the I'm taking the field. Uh, USA is going to lose. It wouldn't surprise me if they. Uh, don't even meddle in this tournament. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely taking USA. Um, we're playing basketball. I don't know if you remember, Chris, but we invented that sport. 
Therefore, we shall dominate and always dominate. The NFL appears set to release an 18-game schedule with two bye weeks and two preseason games. What do you think, Hickman? Are you a fan? I'm not. The I like the 16-game season. I know that, that it feels useless for four preseason games and the preseason because games are, are yeah they're 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 pretty bad but are, are we not just going to see uh, even more injuries and shorter careers by adding those two full extra games because let's be honest your starters and everybody do not play those extra two preseason games so yeah i'm 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 not a fan chris i i'm a big fan of it uh oh, it's, gosh. it's more football you hate people's lives, don't you? I mean, they're going to get paid more. Uh, I'm a, I, I like it. It's more football. It's less preseason games. Uh, you could have said reduce the preseason and did anything with the regular season. And I've been like, yes. Uh, the four preseason games is a joke. Uh, there's teams this week that are literally <clears throat> signing players just so they can uh, just so they can field a roster, like field their roster today, and they don't have to play their starters um, that are going to get cut after they play a meaningless game uh it seems seems kind of bizarre hate the preseason 18 games though two buys whatever it, it works i'm good with it yeah i i agree that preseason's pretty meaningless uh the one thing i do like about the preseason well i guess two things one it does give refs a chance to get up and down the field gives them some extra practice and two it's the opportunity for some dads and sons and daughters and families to go see an nfl game that you know, normally don't have a chance. Um, but I do think the new trend, Sean McVay's done this the last two years. It's worked out pretty well for the Rams. He doesn't play starters in any preseason game. Like Chris said, he's just going to sign practice squad players and start them for four, for four games. So I do think it's meaningless, but the owners aren't going to give up that revenue. You can't, you're not going to go from 16 games to with four preseason to 16 with two preseason, 18 games is too much. Um, Players are going to balk at it. You're going to have even more of the Andrew Luck sagas going on. And that just makes the season too long for me. I don't like baseball because it takes it's played over nine months of the year. I can't keep up with soccer because it's played year-round. Give me 16 games. Leave it as it is. Don't tell me you're all about player safety and then add two more actual games to the schedule. Last but not least here in the lightning round, Popeye's chicken sandwich or the Chick-fil-A, <clears throat> the OG of the chicken sandwich world. Who do you have, Chris? Popeyes or Chick Fil A? Can I uh, get a Chick Fil A spicy chick- chicken sandwich? Is you that possible? better believe or, it. Or, okay. If Popeyes I get that, ha- I'm- Popeyes has a spicy sandwich. Yeah, it's not near care. as good, but they have one. I don't one. care. It's Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich. Take off the pickles. Add American cheese. Can't be beat. Take off the pickles. Add pepper jack cheese. But you're close. Hickman, you've lost sixty pounds. Have you had a chance to eat a Popeyes or a Chick Fil A sandwich? I have not had the Popeye sandwich. I haven't had a Chick-fil-A sandwich, and I don't know when, so I cannot uh, be the judge. But uh, Are you still American? <laughs> it's questionable. It says so. it, yeah. I, I, I've had the grilled nuggets from Chick-fil-A recently. Those were still good. You shouldn't admit that to people. Like, <laughs> definitely not. Listen, this is the same guy who drinks LaCroix, people. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I may be, uh, you know, a big dude that's overweight, but I do actually like the taste of some healthy food. I just eat a whole lot of it. You like that, that, uh, what was that, that Kashi Golene cereal? Is that your go-to? Oh my gosh. <laughs> 10 years ago, I wrote an essay to Kashi and, uh, the person who is now my wife fell in love with me because I wrote that essay. Best thing I've ever done. <laughs> and it was not a flattering essay if I remember right. No, no, I slammed Kashi. 
Well, the world needs to simmer down. Popeye's chicken sandwich is nothing better than a than a big version of the Zaxby's chicken sandwich. Chick-fil-A is the OG for a reason. I uh, recently had both. Popeye's isn't terrible, but I will say I stood in line for over 25 minutes from the time I ordered to the time I received that chicken sandwich. Guarantee that never happens at the Chick-fil-A. Popeye's, I don't understand why people are going crazy for it. It's a little different style, but I'm uh, I'm chalking this one up like Chris to, to Chick-fil-A. All right, boys, let's... Uh, Let's move on over to our chug, sip, and pour segment. We've gotten lots of feedback from this one. Uh, the crowd seems to be big fans of our chug, sip, and pour. Each week, we're going to throw throw down the gauntlet of some topics. We're either going to chug it because we love it, sip it because it's okay, or we're going to pour it down the drain because we can't stand it, don't want any piece of it. We're going to start off with one of my favorite NBA players, Devin Booker got into a little scuffle with Joe Kim Noah during a uh, pickup game this summer in which Booker was not a fan of being double teamed in a pickup game. Chris, double teaming in pickup basketball. Chug, sip, or pour? I'm pouring that out all day. It's pickup basketball. Why are you playing defense in the first place? Like, and, and why are you double teaming? It's, it's, like the, it's like the old white guy that just takes a charge in pickup basketball. <laughs> yes. You just don't do it. Uh, yes. Pour it out. No, no double teams allowed. Pour, pour, pour. If you call a charge, I'm coming right at you the next time I get the ball, and I'm not stopping. Hickman, chug, sip, or pour, double teaming. Chris, you didn't like defense in games that mattered. so Because <laughs> oh, you're lazy. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm chugging it. If you got to oh, double team gosh. somebody in the post, you double team them and rotate out. Any guesses on who the unathletic white guy of the group is? <laughs> Oh, it's absolutely me. Yeah. Chris, do you have Cole's number? We need to fill in. Uh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't go on. Matt Hickman just sided with Joe Kim Noah. I never thought I'd see the day. I'm very embarrassed with that. That's, <laughs> that's the, if I have any regret, it's the, it's the person with whom I have sided. Oh, I'm pouring this out all day. Uh, like Chris, you don't call a charge and pick up basketball. I mean, we're going to start calling moving screens next time. Uh, toes on the line. No way. Pour that out. Week zero of college football was debuted last week. We had a couple of, uh, of early games a week before everybody else got to play. Uh, there's been some prognosticators that weren't real happy with the, the quality of play. Chug, sip, report, early football, Matt Higman. Um, based on last week, we are, we are pouring that out. The uh, Florida-Miami game, basically at the end of that, uh, Miami said, hey, you guys, you guys win the game. Florida said, no, 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 you, you guys win it. Miami said, no, we insist you guys win. <laughs> Florida said, ah, all right. Did they call a timeout to have this conversation, or was it just? Yeah, middle, middle of the field. It was, you know, they brought back Jimmy Johnson and Steve Spurrier to talk about it. <laughs> no, they did not bring back Steve Spurrier. I don't know if you saw, but he was not happy watching that game. I did not, but I could imagine. I could, would have loved to have seen the uh, hate Florida well, love Spurrier. Well, just another reason why we need to have Cole as a reoccurring guest because Hickman is off his rocker. I'm going to chug some early football. Earlier the better. If they had played this game next week, the result's still the same. It's a brand-new head coach in Miami, a worse-than-average quarterback at Florida. Um, you know, Somehow Hawaii was able to get up because they uh, knocked the socks off of Arizona. Chris, you chug, sipping, or pouring early football? I'm chugging it. I love football. I mean, I was – proponent of the 18 game NFL schedule. So 
Uh, one week earlier in college football, yeah, I'm chugging it. I I just like to see football. Uh, it gives me something else. I can throw on the TV, watching the background while I throw baseball in my living room with my kid. Uh, love football. Yeah, chug it. As a father of two, I don't recommend throwing baseball to the baby that's about to be born. Big note. noted. <laughs> that's dad experience right there. <laughs> I don't even throw baseball at my seven and four year olds yet because there are things about to get broke. For those of you guys who don't know, a few weeks ago, uh, a 16-year-old by the name of Kyle Giersdorf won the Fortnite World Cup in the same venue as the Tennis World Open. Uh, when he won the Fortnite World Cup, he won $3 million. For reference, the winner of the U.S. Open is projected to win about $3.8 bucks. If your kid wants to forego playing tennis, basketball, soccer, football, every other, every other sport out there to play eSports, are you chugging, sipping, or pouring it, Chris? You got one on the way. I'm going to sip it. I won't discourage him, but at the same time, it's going to be depressing when my kid's eight years old can kick my ass at Fortnite or any <laughs> other game for that matter. Uh, I don't look forward to that, so that's the only reason I'm saying sip. Uh, I won't discourage, but at the same time, I'll be like, hey, play something like golf where I can go with you or something like that. Uh, Have either of you ever played Fortnite? Negative. Oh. We are old. I, I don't even know what it is. I'm <laughs> kind of embarrassed to say that. I, I assume it's like the Halo that we played in college is my my best frame of reference. Hickman, kids playing, your kids wanting to play esports, jug, sip, or pour it. So I have to sip it as well. I don't have a fundamental problem with there being competitive esports, but if if my son foregoes playing any other sports or any sort of physical activity just to, I'm going to have a, a, a problem with it just because it's not a, you know, they're not living a balanced life. They're not going to do anything active physically. So I'm obviously going to have you seen that. Rico lately. I mean, that dude's a chunker. <laughs> Who? Uh, Rico. Rico. <laughs> your son. You if you, him. if you forgot, we have a yeah, name I for him. I forget you caught him Rico. Yeah. My, my, my boy's a, a hoss, but boy, he's active. I got to tell you that. So well, yeah, well, just because he's playing esports doesn't mean he doesn't also play kickball at recess or something. Agreed, and that's why I'm that's why I'm sipping it. I, I would pour it if they're doing that and nothing else. But if they have it, it you know, if they're playing it and enjoy it, yeah, that's that's fine. I'm not going to hate on somebody for enjoying something. Well, to give you an idea how old I am, in my mind, I'm thinking if they're playing, if their esports means they're playing Madden or NBA 2K, I'm chugging it. I'm all for it, Ex with the exception of Chris said if they're eight years old and beating me down at some Madden. That is not okay. Their controller is going to be thrown at the wall at that point. But yeah, I think I'm probably sipping it too. It's We're old fogies, and it's hard to wrap our minds around, around eSports. Next up, Miami kicked off the college football season, and with it came the return of the turnover chain. Others, other schools, other teams have, uh, have used assortment of props. I think Tennessee had a turnover trash can at one time that caught lots of attention. Uh, the recruits were going wild over that turnover trash can. Ugh. Hickman, chug, sip, or pour team props? I chug the props. I think they're a lot of fun. If you know, I were still playing football and I recovered a fumble, yeah, I want to take the chain. I'm going to act like an idiot. It's just, I don't but know. Do you want to dunk in the turnover trash can? Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys, is there any chance we can just, like, edit all this out and just call Cole right now? <laughs> <laughs> Like, are, are you chugging the trash can? I hated the trash can. Yeah, okay, so it, it's all about what the prop is. And if your coach is Butch Jones and they have a moronic idea to make a trash can your motivational tool, then that's a you problem. It's not a problem with what it is. Chris, team props. 
I'm gonna sip it. Uh, if you're a good team, like if if Miami actually had a good defense, the turnover chain would be awesome. I would love it. Uh, I would I would chug it. On the flip side, if you're Tennessee and you're Butch Jones, your team's not that good, and you have some freaking intern student that's just running around with a trash can over his head, just running around trying to get on the camera every time he can, <laughs> that's just embarrassing. Uh, I mean, the trash can has like 14 Twitter like Twitter names that are like Tennessee Vols trash can or Team 121 trash can. Uh, just stupid stuff like that. Um, if your team sucks, you probably should just worry about winning. But if you have a good team, bring on bring on the props. I'm gonna I'm gonna sip it, but for a different reason. If this is player initiated, if chairs players want that giant gold chain hanging around, I'm all for it. But as Chris said, there is not a player in America who went up to their coach and said, Coach, you know what would motivate me to intercept this ball? If you had a trash can that allowed me to go dunk the ball into whenever I touched it with my hands. So I'm I'm sipping it, but with the caveat that I'm chugging it if the players determine it, I am pouring it out if the coaches are the ones coming up with this garbage. Garbage, nice word there. Uh, our last chug sip or pour, Green Bay and Oakland played a preseason game in Canada this past week due to field conditions and the fact that in the CFL they have the uh, goalpost at the front of the goal line. The game was played on an 80-yard field with no kickoffs. Chug Sipper Poor out of country NFL game since they appeared uh, while well, they're playing four games in London this year, probably one in Mexico City. Hickman Chug Sipper Poor out of country NFL games. Okay, I'm, I'm going to sip it. Um, I like the idea of um, broadening the uh, you know the fan base, and, and I love taking things. You know, I love all things international, as Michael Scott said. The pancakes, the the women, all things international. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> but, but seriously, uh, I like that. I think, I think the preseason is a fantastic venue, but my gosh, get the field right. Like that, that's the part you can't screw up. You can do this, you can make it right, but don't compromise safety conditions for doing something ridiculous like that. Hickman, what's the best fast food in East Tennessee? Pals. Is Pals going international? Well, I really, I really took the bait there. Nice job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they so, barely crossed the state lines. They're one of the best at what they do. There is no reason for the NFL to go international. If you want to explore, here's what you do. You sell TV rights to somebody in Berlin and let them televise your games. But the, the worst thing the NFL could do is put a team over in London. You're talking crazy amounts of travel. Um, ridiculous time zones trying to make all this work. Yeah, Canada I with that ridiculous time zone. Canada has those ridiculous football fields that they can't get <laughs> right. Mexico City with the pollution, they almost had to cancel that game last year. Uh, I'm pouring this down. Forget it. Keep it here in the U.S. Build a wall around the NFL and don't let it out. Chris, chug, zip, or pour out of country. Um, If it's games in London, I'm chugging. I love the 8 a.m. start time. Uh, on a Sunday morning, it's, I thought we were friends. I know, I, I love it. Uh, preseason football in Canada, nobody gives a damn about preseason football, no matter where it's played. So why would you go to Canada? Don't understand it. Don't get it. I don't see any fascination with going to Canada. Mexico City last year, they actually did cancel uh, the game in Mex one of the games in Mexico City because of the air pollution or something like that. I don't, I don't see why moving a regular season game to Mexico, Canada, wherever else. I don't mind the London. It's the Jaguars. Nobody cares. So, you but ask, it's 80 you ask why go to Canada? 
Alan Wallace told us that you can make out with some hot chicks in Canada. Yeah, and be very disappointed with kissing. <laughs> All right, let's say, though, if anything, Chris Collett is consistent. The question, will there be more, more football? Chris's answer is always yes. Hickman, you're, consi- you're consistent, too, with terrible takes when it comes to chug, <laughs> sip, and pour. <laughs> let's see if we got some better takes here on our sports bets. We're going to move into our last segment here. So, gentlemen, what are you picking that's going to have you grinning all the way to the bank, Matt? All right, I got two this week. We're going exclusively to college football. The first one is my, like, lock pick. This is happening. Syracuse against Liberty. Syracuse is only a 17-and-a-half point favorite against Liberty. Take that to the bank. You're not buying Hugh Freeze? Um, No, no. Did you know Hugh Freeze was coaching Liberty? I remembered when Chris mentioned that, but that's not going <laughs> to Syracuse is, is actually good. They're I mean they're a top 20 team, so they're um, so good they took a Duke basketball player as their quarterback a year or two ago. Yeah, and now they're better than Kentucky and Tennessee, so Oh, now that's a hot take. <laughs> anyway, uh my second one is Oregon plus 6.5 versus Auburn. I'm going to take the Ducks um plus 6.5. Uh Auburn's Fine, but I believe they're a bit overrated. I think that's a pretty safe bet. So uh, lock, lock down on the Syracuse, and uh, Oregon's a strong one, too. Chris, what do you got this week? Um, I'm going to go with Georgia State plus 25 and a half. Uh, I don't think Tennessee's going to necessarily be that good this week. Uh, I think there'll be a team that'll improve as the season goes on. But right now, I don't have any confidence in Tennessee. So Georgia State plus 25 and a half. I think that's a decent one. And also, like Memphis, minus six and a half against Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is just terrible. I think Memphis actually cares about the game. I, I think Memphis is going to roll. So those are my two. Ooh. Well, as the overachiever, I'm going with three games here. One of them's like Hickman. I'm taking Oregon. Um, right now, I've got the line at three and a half. If you can mm. find it at six and a half, take that yeah. all day. I'm Vegas even taking Saturday. it. At, yeah, I'm even taking it at three and a half right now. Yeah, um, it's basically a toss-up, so give me the points with Oregon. Um, I'm also going to take Duke plus 34.5 against Bama. Bama's had a, a series of, of injuries. Does that matter? I think it does when it comes to uh, to Duke, who you give Cutcliffe all summer to get ready for this game. I don't expect Duke to win it, but I expect them to be within three touchdowns. Do you, um, so, do you really think Cutcliffe's like preparing for this game, like, or is he just skipping on their week two opponent? Yeah, I bet he's just sat around all summer and just not even worried about his week one opponent. He's probably just thought, you know, we really need to figure out what it takes to beat the University of Virginia this year. So let's put a little extra time in there. It's an actual game that matters to their season. So wouldn't be as Chris, you can't make fun of my pick until it's official (laughs) that it sucks. Right now, there's still a chance. I'm taking Duke plus 34 and a half. And then I always say, don't bet your, your hometown team. Don't bet your favorite team. But I'm sorry, there's not enough love being given to Kentucky because Matt Hickman's a jerk. I'm taking Kentucky sure. uh, and 11 and a half points versus Toledo. For some reason, there's a lot of these national talking heads that are picking Toledo to win this game. They are outright? all idiots. Yes, yeah. outright. Is it at Toledo? Nope. Well, this is an SEC school, Dan Chris. probably picked it. I mean, Ole Miss is playing at Memphis, so. <laughs> um, so give me Kentucky. Kentucky always struggles in these games, but surely they're better than two touchdowns against Toledo. Um, so I'm taking the Wildcats in the week one opener to show the world what they got. 
Boys, it's been fun. Any, any parting words for the uh, for the podcast listeners out there? Uh, yeah. Uh, first off, congrats, Hickey, on losing the 60 pounds. Really proud of you. Also, go follow the Twitter page at SportsNutsPod. Um, we'll be semi-active on there. And by semi-active, it will be as active as I feel like it. And uh, <laughs> hope you enjoy it. If you have some feedback, give us some feedback. Absolutely. And uh, also, uh, much love to <clears throat> to Chris with uh, new baby on the way. Hopefully, next week's broadcast will be with the newest member of the, the Collet family in the background. Chris, are we expecting a boy or a girl? Um, they say girl. I'm kind of holding out hope that's, that they're wrong and it's going to be a boy, but uh, they're saying a girl. <laughs> well, you already have a boy, so you need to join the club and have one that's of right. each. Way to go. Uh, do, we okay. have a, do we have a name or are we not allowed to share that yet? Um, yeah, it's Adeline Shea. Um, I don't know. I don't know where the Adeline came from, although this is funny. My wife will kill me. If she listens. We had a lot like a big time fight over if it would have one N or two ends. My my thing was any any like girl name that ends with two ends. They tend to be strippers. And I don't want to lead my daughter. Not that I that know direction. many of them, but that's good to know. Um, yeah, so that that's I was I was all in on one end. My wife was all in on two ends. It has two ends on its name, so if she becomes a stripper, I blame my wife. Not your fault at all. It's clearly understood. And then uh, Shay is former National Predators captain Shay Weber. We came up with the name three years ago. Uh, we had our first kid, and coming up with a name is stressful, so we kept the same name. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's gonna be named after a hockey player, kind of. So that's where the name came from. Adeline Shay, I like it. I love it. I want, I want some, some more, more of it. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, it's been fun. We'll be back at it next week. Um, like like Chris said, if any of our listeners out there have any ideas for some special uh, editions of podcasts, we've got some special guests that want to talk wrestling when the time comes, hockey when the time comes. Uh, we've gotten some some questions and some love about the NFL stuff, so we may end up with a college football or even a fantasy a uh, special podcast at some point this year, maybe around the trade deadline for, for everybody's team. But like Chris said, like, subscribe, give us some feedback on the Twitter at Sports Nuts Pod or on Facebook, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts Podcast. This has been fun. We'll catch you next week.